What's up everybody, welcome to another episode of Gaming History 101, I am your host tonight Jam, aka Jamalais on Twitter and as my gamertag, and tonight we are doing Top Scores Christmas Special. I don't have any bells handy with me, otherwise I'd be ringing them, ding 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 ding. Anyway, there's a lot of video games that are based around Christmas, and of course there's lots of uh, video games which have sections that are winter themed, or yeah, kind of Christmas themed, and there's snow levels, there's all sorts, so why not do an episode that kind of celebrates this pact? Now there is obviously too many to mention, and I didn't take requests for this episode, I thought I'd just kind of go it alone and try and find a nice balance, I'd try and find things, tracks that I thought you guys might expect to be on this um on this podcast, as well as choosing specifically games that I have a bit of connection to so I can just share. The first one though is one I just thought would just be a popular choice. This is Nights in Dreams Christmas basically or Christmas Nights as it's known. Christmas Nights is usually a popular choice for Christmas themed video games. It's a it's essentially kind of an expansion uh, to Nights in Dreams. I believe it's more or less the same game at least the same gameplay style. Released of course the Sega Saturn. In Japan this was kind of packed in with consoles but in America and in the UK this was packed in with the Sega Sega Saturn magazine which you had to purchase and it's I don't believe it was ever sold by itself I could be wrong. The one thing I do remember is I remember us in Europe, we got it very late in the game. We got it all up in December 1997. But hey, at least it was around Christmas, right? The game is just two levels. I haven't played it, but I have played the regular Nights and Streams. Fantastic game, which also has a pretty good score to it too. But we're going to kick you off with one of the tracks from Nights and Streams and get you in that Christmas spirit. So enjoy. <laughs>
So hopefully that's getting you into the Christmassy mood. You might even be listening to this on Christmas Day, in which case, thank you very much for tuning in. So let's move right along. Let's go to the PC, and this is the old 90s PC answer to Sonic the Hedgehog with a Gun. No, it's not that terrible Shadow the Hedgehog game which was released on GameCube, PS2 and Xbox. This is Jazz Jack Rabbit, uh, who had two outings on the PC. And um, in case you want to check out Jazz Jack Rabbit, he is available, both of his games are available on um, goodoldgames.com, which I recommend. And both of those digital purchases include a Christmas expansion to them. I'm going to take a track from the second game, which features <laughs> Jazz Jack Rabbit's brother called Spaz, because, you know, we could get away with stuff like that back in the day. Developers could. A absolutely brilliant, brilliant platformer. You know, fast movement. It, it, it really does sort of feel like a PC Sonic the Hedgehog with a gun, but in a fun way. I mean, every time I feel like I describe that, it feels like a bad thing because of what Sonic's kind of gone through through the years. But this uh, track is very Christmassy and very enjoyable. Check it out. We'll be right back. 
Next up, we are going to do one from my childhood. And yes, I am sort of going back to the microcomputer days, but not quite. This game was, it's Lemmings, basically. Let's just dive right into it. Lemmings had a Christmas expansion called Christmas Lemmings. So this was released on the Amiga, but it was also released on the PC or DOS, which is the version that I played. And this was basically just a few additional levels of Lemmings. In case you don't know Lemmings, Lemmings is, and how couldn't you? This is a game from Psygnosis back in the day. The guys were later worked on the infamous Wipeout games where you have these little little tiny little fellas that are just walking in a kind of a 2D screen and you have to basically lead them to freedom and you're, you're kind of like you know you're using a little cursor and you give them commands like digging or you know blowing up which is obviously what we all did we nuked the lemmings you might that's the reference you might remember anyway in this christmas version uh, the lemmings have little christmas hats and they've got their little red jumpers on and um, it's snowing and they're all i think they're all snow themed levels in this and it, it was just more lemmings but you know with fun christmasy tunes i'm taking a bit of music from the amiga version and i think this is probably the very very first christmas themed video game i ever played so i'm going to share this with you now Now, maybe not the most, not as good as the first two tracks. In fact, I do apologise maybe if I made your ears bleed with that track. In reality of that, the very, very first episode Fred did of Top Scores where he played the DK rap and he apologised also for making listeners' ears bleed. Although, my one doesn't have lyrics and it's, you know, you at least maybe got some Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer vibes. Maybe? I don't know. Anyway, let's move right along, shall we? James Pond 2, codename Robocod. This game I played originally on the Mega Drive, and what this game is, is you play as Robocod, of course, and you are on a quest to save Santa and his workshop, and is penguin helpers you know why not the suit that he wears gives him the special ability to extend his midsection unlimitedly and uh, right yep okay sure it's a cute little platform it's fun and this next bit of music i'm gonna play it's sort of the hub world section it's a fun little piece a very very happy chirpy little gamer that was practically released to everything 
James Pond, he got around, this guy. You know, he was released on everything. He had an Amiga release, an Atari ST release, C64 release, a PC release, Mega Drive, Super Nintendo, Game Gear, Game Boy. And he even got a remake. Why not? You know, remake of this game, even though from the footage I've seen, it practically looks the same. It was re-released to the Game Boy Advance, Nintendo TS, PSP, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, and even on PlayStation 3 on PSN. That is just amazing. The, the, thing, the thing that's interesting about the remake of James Pond is that they changed the Penguin helper to elves and they of course got rid of product placement from the original James Pond because it has a McVitie's tie in I believe the biscuit company at least in the UK let's move on shall we so this one is a game me and Fred did a game club called Snatcher so Snatcher is actually sort of based around Christmas in the background it's not obviously like front and center I really really enjoyed this game I, I wasn't massively fond of the um, gameplay the stream, mostly because I was playing it through emulation but I did enjoy the story and I had a lot of fun with this and I think uh, one of the, the soundtrack as a whole is one of my most standout moments this game a little funny bit is when you, they do have Neo Kobe as an image because this is kind of like a visual novel type game you see Neo Kobe with snow and Christmas decorations and one of your informants in this game uh, called Napoleon he is actually dressed as Santa Claus because dressing as Santa apparently prevents you from being caught by the robots disguised of humans known as snatchers you know they're not they're not replicants they're not cylons they're snatchers you know anyway let's play this little christmas tune from snatcher
that was a bit of Snatcher right there. And that was the Mega CD slash Sega CD version that I played there. Because, of course, Snatcher was ported to a few systems. Moving right along, though, to the Nintendo 64, Banjo-Kazooie. So maybe not so Christmassy this time, but certainly a Christmas-themed level. Freezy Peak. Freezy Peak is certainly very memorable to me because this is the level in this 3D platformer where... Well, obviously, the whole purpose of this game, like Mario 64, is to collect the jiggies and just lots and lots of collectibles. But there is this kind of deadbeat dad bear that's in the game that you climb up this massive snowman, you go through this little sledge, you slide down, you bust out a jiggy from his belly. And then rather than going hunting for his the presents for his kids, he then goes on to do like a enter a snowboarding race, which you have to race him with yourself as well. Uh, you also turn into a little cute little walrus in this game as well, as well as killing some deadly snowmen. It's a it's a fun little level actually, but it has this really nice kind of Christmassy themed song while you're hunting down those jiggies. And also you gotta get the pres you got to get the presents for those cute little po bears because dad just cannot be asked. <laughs> Enjoy. Ha <laughs> 
So sticking with Rare, we are now moving to the Super Nintendo, Donkey Kong Country 3. Now this one I am dedicating to uh, my good buddy Andy from 42 Level 1. We did a Super Nintendo sort of top 10 not too long ago um, on Gaming History on and um, Andy basically um, sort of praised this game and I have yet to even play it but it does have a pretty cool Christmas themed song well, or wintry themed song which is Jungle Bells which is what I'm going to play now. I played the first two Donkey Kong Country games and this one I really 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 need to get down round to because Andy did mention he did praise it quite a lot. Let's play that for you now.
Okay, moving along, now I'm going to talk about Wonder Boy and Monster World, one of my favourite games released for the Mega Drive. In fact, I like it so much I have both the Mega Drive versions and the Genesis version. I think it's the only game in my collection that I've done that with, because both versions are practically the same. Big fan of this game, big fan of the series, was really happy when they released the Dragon's Trap um, remake this year from Lizard Cube. It's a shame we didn't get Monster Boy this year, which is another game which is a spiritual successor of the Wonder Boy series, but I believe that's coming next year. They held it back, I believe, just to kind of tweak it and just make it the best game possible. This next track, which is from Wonder Boy and Monster in Monster World, is played multiple times during the game, but it's specifically referenced to the section where you're traversing this wintry wasteland where you have to attack these giant penguins and these kind of deadly snowmen as you're trying to get to like the next village or the next safe point it's quite a long slog actually it's a very very tough section and after you got to your safe point you then go to i guess the ice dungeon or the next dungeon which is obviously wintry themed and ice themed and you come across even more baddies like bears and um these kind of like weird grizzly unicorn looking fellas and as and then after all of that and after all that slog when you're slipping around on the ice you have to come up against this deadly snowman which is just simply called ice bomber he's got like a weird feathery indian cap on everything and he just spends a lot of the boss battle just kind of winking at you while you're again slipping around on the ice but i like this track it's kind of ominous and it's kind of just mysterious so it kind of changes the tone a little bit but here it is enjoy
Let's now move on to something a bit more cute and cuddly, and because I wanted to throw in a sports game of some sort into this mix. So this next game is Snowboard Kids for the N64. Yeah, while all the um, you know the cool kids were playing, I don't know, Cool Borders or 1080 Avalanche. Well, it's not Avalanche, it was the GameCube one, wasn't it? Or 1080 snowboarding. Uh, some of us, you know, they were indulging a bit of Snowboard Kids. You know, cute, cuddly little characters racing down the ice slopes. Uh, this next track is Big Snow. Now get yourself ready for a Sonic double. I do know that there's a few fans of ours that are big Sonic fans. There's actually quite a lot of snowy tracks on the Sonic series, and I might save some of those other tracks for a later episode. Yeah, maybe next year, maybe we'll do another Christmas special. I'm going to jump straight into a bit more of an obscure Sonic title, Sonic 3D, or Sonic 3D Blast, as it's sometimes known. That was on the Mega Drive, Genesis, and later released on the Sega Saturn. This track I'm taking is Diamond Dust Act 2. Two. The like with all of these uh, older Sonic games, when they have Act One, Act Two, the score slightly changes, and I just felt this Act Two one was um, particularly standout-ish. I, for one, didn't mind Sonic 3D. I actually quite liked it back in the day. I played it back in the day when it was first released, and I thought it was an interesting departure from the Sonic series. It, of course, did do things that I wasn't completely happy with. It felt like a bit more of a back-to-basic Sonic game, but then again, you know, when you're kind of 
sort of moving into an isometric view slash 3D, then of course you've got to make some changes. The reason I also wanted to put this score here is because one of the developers of from Traveller's Tales who created this game, he has a YouTube channel called Game Hut. He's um, developed a director's cut version of Sonic 3D, which is absolutely fascinating, where he has actually included Supersonic, and he has uh, made some adjustments to sort of the game, smooth things up a bit, because people weren't 100% happy with it. And he's also talked about some of the trickery he use and his youtube channel is really interesting i really highly recommend looking into it that's game hut so check it out on youtube search it there see what you think but this is diamond dust axe 2 
Let's now move on to our second Sonic track. This is Sonic 3 on the Mega Drive and the Genesis. Of course, Michael Jackson not credited for his work on this game. And we're going into Ice Cap Zone Act 1. Of course, the opening of this level is where Sonic, of course, has a bit of fun on the snowboard. It's a bit of a linear experience. You can't really control much. You can jump around a bit and collect some rings. But then he just sort of crashes at the bottom and snow falls on his head. And then you enjoy a nice little snow-filled level. Maybe not the sort of strongest level, but certainly the music for this level is very very memorable i just prefer act one a little bit more than act two myself what's kind of interesting is this wouldn't be sonic's first foray into snowboarding of course if we move forward into sonic adventure sonic would once again get on that snowboard as he's zipping down um, the slopes again i think he's escaping from an avalanche at that point and then of course um yeah he loved that snowboard so much he would go into his own game called sonic riders where he's kind of it's like more of a hoverboard is it but you know it's kind of the same thing and then that would later morph into that terrible connect game sonic riders where you could co-op and hold people's hands but you know we're not going to talk about that we're going to listen to ice cap zone act one which is a good piece of music
I'm going to show a bit more love to the Mega Drive and the Genesis as well. We're going to move on to one of my favourite co-op games on the system, which is World of Illusion starring Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse. Although I may have got that in the wrong order. Maybe it's Mickey Mouse then Donald Duck. But it doesn't matter. This game is absolutely fantastic. And if you haven't checked this out already, I highly recommend looking into it. Specifically, if you can play this with somebody else. This is a very interesting game to play through as Mickey Mouse, where you'll get some minor differences through the campaign. And if you play through solo as Donald Duck, you get some other minor differences but if you play co-op they also make some additional differences so it feels like you're almost getting three different game experiences just a simple 2d platformer a lovely lovely colorful graphics it really brings out that, that kind of you know happy joyful disney experience we have featured world of illusion in the past where we had the sort of the shipwreck scene within the game i think later on there is a scene where donald and mickey go to kind of like a little christmas land as well and that's the next piece of music i'm going to play it doesn't particularly seem to have a title not one i could find but it's i'm just going to call this the christmas section of world of illusion so enjoy this but certainly if you haven't played it really highly recommend checking it out Okay, let's go back to another Game Club game. So Secret of Mana on the Super Nintendo. Me and Fred covered this a few years ago, and I this is still one of my favourite Game Clubs I ever did with Fred. Mostly because I always find it a grand achievement when I'm able to get through an RPG in a very short space of time. I didn't have a Super Nintendo back then, and to be honest, I don't actually have Secret of Mana for my Super Nintendo I have now. I played this on the, the Wii, so I brought it on the, the Wii Store, I guess. Really, really enjoyed this game. I can't wait for the PS4 slash Vita remake that's coming out early next year but anyway during the game you do enter sort of a, a frozen forest section where you get given a quest from Rudolph to basically essentially go and save Santa. Santa has gone missing and you need to find out what is up and that little quest, quest line is quite interesting and it's I just remember traversing this forest area and going for all these wolves and just being just mesmerized by the soundtrack. There's many many good pieces of music in this game but this one particularly stood out and I find it that gives that little warm Christmassy feeling.
Let's move on now to another RPG. This is actually one of the first RPGs that I ever finished, which was Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation 1. And this next track is from the Snow Village that you come across, which is, I believe, at the beginning of Disc 2 of the game. This is quite an interesting position in the game as well, because you've just gone through quite a lot of adventuring in the first disc of the game and you've even gone through the horrible trauma of losing a teammate as well so you go from this very dramatic cutscene that's happened to kind of going into this little snow village and then you're quested just to basically find a snowboard <laughs> and i just realized how many snowboarding games i've put into this list with sonic 3 and snowboarding kids but anyway this is a nice little sort of relaxing tune you know this one goes on for a bit longer so you know if you've got things to do maybe you've got to put the potatoes in or just roast something now is your opportunity Thank you. 
Let's move on to a family favourite game to play this time of year, Mario Kart 64. Who doesn't love Mario Kart 64? You know, you can get the whole family involved. You get grandma, dad, brothers, sisters, and swear at each other as that blue shell comes flying towards the lead player. Maybe not so much in Mario Kart 64, although it is present in there. Um, anyway, let's, of course, there's two snow-covered levels in this game. I'm only going to play one of them, which is Frappe Snowland. You know, uh, this level, again, um, is... I believe it's in the second cup of the game, the Flower Cup. I remember this being particularly infamous because of the little snowmen that were just dotted around the map that could just ruin your chances of success in this game. But anyway, let's play that now and let's just relive some of those treasured Christmas memories of playing with others. <laughs> going to move into something a little bit more modern. So this is Yoshi's Woolly World for the Wii U, or actually it was also re-released um, for the 3DS as well. Both games are absolutely excellent. 2D platformers, obviously in the vein of the Yoshi's Island game on the Super Nintendo, but of course we've had several iterations of the Yoshi games. Quite relaxing games, not massively challenging, although there are a few levels in there that will you know, test your, your Yoshi skills. This level is called A Little, a little Light. 
debate and it's even though there isn't any christmas references in this level and you can even debate um, that you know yes it is a snowy level but it's not really snow it's all craft isn't it it's all like cotton wool but that's what i love about this game is it's all made of yarn and made of things you know a bit around the house basically um it reminds me of Tearaway, really where it's this kind of paper craft game listen to this next track and tell me that it does not sound christmasy Feeling a bit more Christmassy yet? You're feeling the joy? Hopefully you are. Well, if you're not, let's move on to our next track, which is a track that has been featured on um, Top Scores before, but I thought it felt appropriate to revisit it. So this is um, Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim Rest of the World, actually, which was released on PlayStation Network and Xbox Live Arcade. A fantastic brawler game that I really didn't kind of get strips to start with, but because I never really played games like River City Ransom when I was younger, so I didn't really understand the kind of, I guess, the 
you know upgrading mechanics in the game but this is a really fun game especially if you're fortunate enough to play with up to four people it's a brawler and um, that still holds up to this day and this track is the very very first level of that game called another winter and fred featured it before i still think it's fantastic and i still think it's worth featuring it on this special christmas list Now I was really keen to feature a portable game of some form on this list and I found just the one. So this next track is the Iceman stage from not the original Mega Man. This is Mega Man Powered Up, which is actually the first Mega Man game I ever played. It's funny because I forgot that I played this game because I was mentioning on the Gaming History 101 episode fairly recently that I was playing through the original Mega Man games on the Legacy Collection. But I did actually play Mega Man Powered Up um, a, quite a long time ago. I do have it for my PSP. And this is basically a, a remake of the original Mega Man game, but it is a lot easier. It's so much easier. And it has these kind of cutie, kind of chibi, 3D graphics. 
In fact, it looks kind of similar to what Mega Man 11 is kind of going to be, except, of course, it's a bit more janky because it's a PSP game. Really good. I mean, this game also features a, um, a level editor as well, you know, way before Mario Maker came and did it. But um, this is the Iceman stage. It's absolutely fantastic. I think this definitely deserves to be on this uh, special Christmas episode. Um, it is basically essentially a remix of the, um, the Iceman stage from the NES, but I just think this one just packs a bit more... I don't know, punch, Christmas punch to it, shall we say.
not just portable games but we had to put a shmup in here somewhere so this next game is an absolute favorite of mine for shmups and not just a shmup it's also a cutum shmup which is fantasy zone and this next track is the snowy section of um, fantasy zone but cute little shoot up with um opa opa the little flying spaceship we really need another fantasy zone game already you know we, the the two we got on that labyrinth game for the master system just wasn't enough bring back that fantasy zone this is the next track released on the master system now move on to another cold wintry track and another modern game as well but very much with a very retro vibe to it so this is stardew valley's winter theme stardew valley is a game i really really heavily got into i started on the playstation 4 and i'm really just desperately trying to resist myself from getting it um, on switch because i just know that that's going to be a slippery slope and um, never really got into the harvest moon games but i always really wanted to but this game really was the uh, the start i think of getting into those sort of style of games uh, a really really fun game if you're into kind of the farming sim games and and this is a nice little wintry theme from the game Thank you. 
And of course, I'm a huge fan of survival horror, and I was this part of the reason I actually wanted to do this Christmas special was pretty much for this next game. Another one of my favourite game clubs. I wasn't on this episode though. This episode was from Fred and Trees, and once upon a time they did a game club for a game called Blue Stinger, and I remember playing through this game just to listen to the game club, and I loved every moment of this game and the game club. I very much enjoy the ride. This game is as cheesy as balls. If you love the original Resident Evil for its terrible voice acting, you'll love Blue Stinger, a survival horror Dreamcast game that don't think ever really got the recognition it deserves. Um, obviously, uh, maybe I'm promoting it too much. I think you have to have a certain mindset to play this game, but I really highly recommend that if you have played this to go and check out that game club, because this game features everything. It features hot tub scenes with two men. It, it features this the amazing voice acting, which is just awful. And of course, it's a survival horror game based on a place called Dinosaur Island set at Christmas. And there is sections in this game where you are walking through this sort of mall type section with this wonderful Christmas music playing in the background and that's what I'm going to be playing. Why on earth we did not get the sequel to this game I'll never know. Microsoft, you know, you, you cancel Scaleband, you really should just go back and revive Blue Stinger. Bring out, bring out Red Stinger already guys, come on.
And we have come to the end of this special Christmas edition of Top Scores. I hope you've enjoyed it, guys. I hope you this has brought back some memories from your retro days, or maybe even introduced you to something new as well, something you might want to check out. Of course, thank you for listening to my babble between the tracks too. I'm going to leave you with one more track. Before I do that, though, there is more content to come from me, and of course from Fred. We are going to be writing articles in the new year, and of course there is definitely, definitely going to be some more podcasts. I've had a ton of fun doing this, and I'm going to be bringing you some more content very 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 soon but the last track i'm gonna leave you with is another repeat but i think it just feels appropriate to finish on this note so this next track is based on one of the best christmas uh, movies of all time which is die hard 2 die harder you know that's a joke or, or is it you know maybe i actually i actually quite enjoy that film to be perfectly honest <laughs> so this is from die hard trilogy that was on playstation one and sega saturn and this is the airport music for the um obviously the second die hard game which is basically a light gun shooter it's a fantastic piece of music though and even if you listen carefully at the beginning of this you will hear a little christmas jingle going off in the background but this seems like a nice little note to end on the reason as well that's a good note to end on is this if you manage to successfully 100 percent if you complete all of the games in the Die Hard trilogy this is also the credits music as well so I thought this would be the good place to finish the show so this is the airport music slash credits music for Die Hard trilogy I'll see you next time guys thank you thank you very much for checking this out have a great Christmas have a great new year look after each other and your loved ones and of course as always have a mad one